Welcome everyone to the Variety Show Without a Clue. Guests from all over the world come from all walks of life and all careers to come on and tell us about themselves and give us a little bit of their insight. So grab a seat, relax, and listen, because this is The Leo Effect. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, somebody that was on a show that was very near and dear to my heart. I'm joined by Tracy Lee Coco. Perfect. Yep, TLC, babe. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Now, you are, I mean, you've been on a bunch of different things, and you can always, as with uh, any of my guests, the listeners can go check out the IMDb pages, but I would like, uh, if you would, can you let people know maybe what you feel you're most known for, what, what kind of stuff you've done? Well, I'm pretty much known for being Lieutenant J, J-A-E, on Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, but I was also on Baywatch, but Star Trek's probably the, the big one. Yeah, because I was Lieutenant J on The Next Generation, gosh, in over 100 episodes mm-hmm. on, the TV, on the TV series. And then um, Michael Westmore gave me the opportunity. He's the head of makeup over there. Um, he's just great. Um, he gave me the opportunity to do 14 different aliens, which I then appeared on Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Then we did the first three movies. I was in those. I fly the ship in the first one generations and get blown out of my chair, but I don't die. And I come back. <laughs> well, you weren't, were, you, were you wearing the appropriate colored <laughs> shirt? I was wearing red flying the ship, yeah, oh, I don't oh. die. I, I, do a stunt, I do a stunt. Um, it was one of my first major stunts to work with explosives on the movie. Um, I get blown out of my chair, but I don't die because you see them picking me up and taking me off the bridge. And then Marina, that's when Marina comes on and then she flies the ship and crashes it. Um, we always have a big joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> Amateurs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or she always jokes about it on her panels that I never gave her the directions how to fly it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, got, well, it, you know, it all started with me. Um, I, used to, I was a model, and I would do print work in magazines. Um, and my very, very first movie was Gross Anatomy with Matthew Modine and Christine Lottie. I don't know if you remember or recall hearing that, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was a medical student in that movie. Um, and then how I got on Star Trek was I was on Baywatch when it first came out as a lifeguard. Then Baywatch got um, canceled. And in the meantime, I got a movie called Another 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy, and that was filming on the Paramount lot, and somebody from Star Trek saw me and said, you need to come talk to so-and-so up at the business office. They'd really, I think they'd really like your look for Star Trek. Well, you know, back then I, you know, was like, okay, I didn't really know what, you know, I was getting into, and I went for the audition and got it, and then I, the, I didn't know this either, but the black and gold, I guess, is the best color to be on the show because they they uh, worked two things on the ship. Right. So they put me, yeah, they put me in the black and gold. Started out as an ensign, and I don't know. One day I came and I back to put my outfit on, and poof, I'm a lieutenant. And then um, how I got my name was um, 
by by mistake and they stuck with it they didn't cut it out so <laughs> i ran with it and then yeah and then um you know i i basically have worn every color i've been on you know all of the shows all the movies um mm-hmm. they have me now um i'm doing the uh conventions so i do a lot of the comic con so wow. um i just got back, yeah, yeah i just got back from the uk a couple weeks ago um, from Destination Star Trek, which was awesome. <laughs> and, and I'm leaving next week to go to Starbase, Indiana, and I'll be there again with Mary Chifo, who's from uh, Discovery. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wow, love you. You're yeah, all over I, the place. I, yeah, but, yeah, I bounced everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, but, you know, mm-hmm. like you had said, you you weren't just exclusive to Star Trek, though. You did Baywatch and you did Gross Anatomy. You were also in um, Demolition Man, right? Yes, and oh, there's a story there. Um, I was a cop in the movie Demolition Man, and uh, Paramount Pictures, um, where I, you know we filmed Star Trek, um, they had me uh, dressed as a full-on Borg, which I played a I played a regular Borg and a drone Borg too on the show. Mm-hmm. But they dressed me they dressed me up as a regular Borg and sent me to a convention in Anaheim, California, to promote their pinball game. So. I'm there in my Borg outfit, and I'm promoting the pinball game, and a guy taps me on my shoulder. I turn around, and it's a guy named Dennis. Um, God, I can't remember his last name, but anyway, he's uh, from the Williams Bowling Midway company that makes a lot of the pinball games in Chicago. And he said, um, I really like your voice. I'm coming out with a Demolition Man pinball game. Would you like to be the computer voice in the game? And I'm like, Okay, I you know I thought it was a joke, and no, it wasn't. So if <laughs> any of you guys, if any of your fans or my fans or anybody out there plays pinball, look it up. Go go play that game, and it's my voice that talks to you when you play the game. That's incredible. Yeah, so a lot of weird, cool stuff like that it has happened. So it's been pretty cool. Oh my god! And then I just I just finished two movies. Um, one is a horror movie. It's called Night Mistress. It hasn't come out yet. Um, I will post on all my, you know, social media, you know, when it does. Um, it's hopefully going to come out next year. Mm-hmm. And it's a horror movie. And I, and I play a, a, the head bodyguard for the mafia. And oh, then cool. the next one, yeah, the next one I just got done doing is Assassin's Apprentice 2, where I play a retired assassin. And Marina Sirtis is in it. Um, Robert Picardo. uh Armin Shimmerman, um, me. I mean, he, he, the director likes a lot of the Star Trek actors, Russ Manuel. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, and I can't wait for that to come out. So, like I said, right now I'm just really busy doing the Comic-Cons. Um, the one I'm doing next week at Starbase Indiana is, um, I think, the last, my last one that I have for this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, starting, I'm starting to book for next year. So, wow. yeah, I really... I really love doing them. I mean, it, it brings out like the little kid in me when I get there. I mean, I love all my fans and I appreciate all the love and support. I mean, I even have a fan club. It, it's crazy. <laughs> so do any of them come dressed up as you? Um, I had, I did have a cosplayer dressed up as me. Um, I didn't see her because she was in the UK, but she posted on my one of my pages that um, she was going to, 
she wanted to dress up like Lieutenant J, and I was I was really flattered by that. But um, normally, no. But that was really cool to have you know her do it, so it was really neat. But I, I, I just it's crazy, you know. Once you get a name on, uh, you know, they had me a Picard date every time we were in ten forward. He was getting mail, you know, asking about me, and <laughs> it's just been crazy. It's been a whirlwind. It's, it's been great. It was probably. It's one of the best things ever in my life, that's, being on that that's show. That's amazing. Did you always, you know, you said you were a model before and kind of worked into that, um, that act, being an actress and all of that. Was this something that when you were a kid growing up, you thought about doing? Yes and no. I, I, I really wanted to be either a veterinarian um, or something to do with, like, detective work. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, kind of crazy. Like I always, I love uh, police. I love uniforms. I love the police. Um, I kind of wanted to do that. My mom was like, "Thank God I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah. And then one thing, you know, just led to. I almost joined the navy, um, and that's when I got on Baywatch. To tell you the truth, I was ready to go, and um, ready to sign up and go, and. Uh, I got a casting agent, and they got me on Baywatch, and one thing led to another, and then got me on Star Trek, and yeah, it's been crazy. Wow. That's, that's a yeah. pretty distinguished career. I mean, you've, you've kind of done a little bit of everything. Yeah, but I've it, done a little bit of everything, <laughs> It seems like you kind of stick towards the, the sci-fi genre, though. Is that something that just kind of happened, or is that more your preferred area? I really like that area. Um, it's just kind of happened that way. But like, like I said, the last two movies that I just got done filming, um, they have me as pretty badass kind of a, you know, woman there. So um, I kind of like those those kind of characters too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so if you if a director were to walk up to you and say, "I'm making this movie. I want it to be." the movie you want to be in any anything at all what would it be um you mean having to do with sci-fi or just anything just anything at all if you had your choice of any movie either type or you know that is coming out i mean what what would it be that you would be like yes i want to do this Oh God, a DC Comics or any kind of, of, of thing like that would be awesome. Okay, so breaking into the superhero thing a little bit, huh? Superhero thing, yeah. Um, or Laura Croft kind of, you know, that kind of badass, yeah. Oh, I see. Now, have you ever thought about um, kind of crossing the streams a little bit, if you will, and, and trying out for like a Star Wars thing? Oh, I love Star Wars. I know that that's probably not good for me to <laughs> say. But um, I've always liked Star Wars, too. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I've done 14 Aliens, so putting on that stuff, I would totally do that again in a minute. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be really cool yeah, to see I love, Yeah, I love doing the prosthetic work, too. It's, it's just because basically, um, you, you basically bring that character to life because basically it either sits on a shelf or it's in pieces on prosthetics that they put on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you bring it to life, so... I, I really am thankful for Michael Westmore believing in me that, um, you know, he had me. My first alien he had me do was an Antican, 
Um, an antican to me looks like a wolf dog. Yeah. And basically, you know, and it, and it had a prosthetic in my mouth, and I bit down, and the and the snout would move. Um, <laughs> that was my that was my very first alien, and then he gave me all these other ones, and I, you know, I'm just very grateful for the whole Star Trek genre, everything, all mm-hmm. the people, everybody. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't know I was getting into this big thing when I got into it, you know, and um, a fan pointed out that I'm kind of like, when, you know, he said, you're a legend, and I, you know, to me, I'm like, you know, looking at, you know, Shatner thinking, no, he, he's a legend. But, you know, when I look at, when I look at all the stuff that I've done, and basically, I've done it without an agent, so. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that's why, like, when I got the, uh, Demolition Man pinball game deal, I didn't realize at the time that I, I could have gotten a game too and money. Where I just, they said, What do you want? And I said, Some amount. And they said, Okay. But oh, now I'm like, You know, I and I, see. yeah. So every time I go to, you know, somewhere where there is a game, I'm like, Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> so I'm guessing that that would be uh, probably one of the things that you would wish you you had have done differently. But uh, is there anything else across your career that you wish you had have done a little differently? Um, no, not really. Um, I know when I did start on Star Trek back in God, when was it? Nineteen eighty something. Um, I did start to do cons then, but then. I didn't, you know what I mean? I, it was like a big long break, and yeah. I should have maybe kept on that kind of deal because um, I probably would have gotten a lot more. And I just really love doing them. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. It's just it's so cool, you know. Um, and then I'm meeting all the uh, you know other people that are on the other Star Treks, and we're becoming friends. And I'm really trying. Um, a lot of fans are. Uh, doing the hashtag bring back Lieutenant J hashtag for cars because they they really think I need to be on that, which I think I do. And, um, yeah, would that be awesome? A little cameo or something? I don't know. Yeah, something. Uh, Maybe maybe you have you as as your own captain. Well, yes, that's what they're saying. I probably could be by now. Yeah. um, As a matter of fact, when I was at Destination Star Trek in the UK a couple months ago, or last month, um, I did see Patrick because he was there. He was just there really quick. Um, and I was at my table signing and my, um, person that was helping me said, there's Patrick. And I was like, oh my God. So I, I didn't drop everything. There was nobody really waiting for me to sign anything. So I got up and I yelled, Patrick. And he turned around and he said, it is that, that cool boy of his, Gracie Foco, his arms. <laughs> I came up, he grabbed my hand, pulled me in, gives me a kiss on each cheek, and he goes, I love you. And I go, I love you, too. And I so wanted to, like, like you know, say, do you think I need, you know, get off the card? You know, but, I, you know, I thought that would be too stupid. So <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'd love to talk to you, but he's got to run. And I said, I understand that. I go, well, keep me in mind. He goes, I will. I don't know what that means, but at least, he, you know, it's just neat that he knew who I, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, that's, and then you know, LaVar Burton was there. He's always so sweet to me and gives me hugs. And Brent Spiner, and I have, you know, I got a photo with both of them. And I was even wearing my Picard shirt, and Brent laughed at it. <laughs> 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 so, 
I'm like, hint, hint. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> you know? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe if you could get the word out, uh, hashtag Lieutenant J, hashtag, bring back Lieutenant J, and hashtag Picard. And who I, knows? Absolutely. You know? I would totally do that. Okay. So, well, um,. Cool. You know, I don't, I don't want to keep asking Star Star Trek questions, but I really, I kind of wonder because I see when I watch the show quite a bit, I always kind of wondered. It always looked like the actors playing the Borg, and I, I get it that the Borg are not meant to be the most um, dexterous of people, but they, they always seem kind of stiff and rigid. Was it hard uh, doing your stuff in all those prosthetics? Uh, yeah, because um, basically um, underneath all of that armorish looking thing is a, like, well, for me anyway, was a one-piece kind of mesh bodysuit. And then they put on every piece is a piece. So, like, your forearms, your triceps, you know, your, 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 uh, your legs have four pieces. Your chest has two pieces, I believe. Um, there was a lot of pieces. And then they put that packed makeup on, which... You can't smile or anything because obviously it cracks and, oh, God, they don't want you to, you know, keep putting it on there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when they do make these things for us to wear or actors to wear, sometimes I don't think they realize that, you know, we're human. we got to go to the restroom or, you know, <laughs> right. eat or something. And um, one alien, I believe it was called a Tac Tac, they had me in, has this prosthetic that goes like, uh, it kind of covers my, 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 my mouth, sort of, so they had to cut it with a razor blade so I could flip it up and eat, you know? Oh, my and goodness. Like, when I was, yeah, and when I was in the board outfit, I had to literally have the makeup and wardrobe come with me to the restroom because, it, you know, I can't get out, you know, you have to have help, so. I see. Wow. But, I, you know, like I said, I love doing the aliens. I mean, they're just so, so cool how they can make somebody look like, no, from normal picture to like you know what I was looking at, and it was it was really a great experience for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you had aren't doing anything with um, Discovery. Was that something you tried for, or you just kind of said? Well, I haven't. I, no, I, I I haven't tried for it, but um, I really don't know if my character would would be you know work with the timeline i'm not really sure i mean i might i could probably do an alien yeah which, yeah uh, yeah hey, that would make sense yeah 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 call me babe i'll do an alien um <laughs> we are in <laughs> i am in talks with um star trek online um and they said that they would love to have me do a you know my character on there but they have to have time to i guess write my story oh okay which is gonna yeah so it'll take a little while but um because, yeah, I, I was everywhere. And I, you know, guy, I didn't die. I was at more every color. I mean, I was the most cross-trained officer on the show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I was very honored to, um, it, was just a, it was just a dream to be even picked for it. So, you know, I, like I said, I didn't realize I was getting into like a legendary kind of TV show series that will be here for like ever, even after I'm gone, that kind of thing. Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of neat. Um, do you have on a more uh, on a more personal level, I guess, uh, or per, you know, your own experience level? Uh, do you have any advice for some newcomers that are trying to get into this this world, this career field? 
Yeah, I mean, basically, I started out, you know, like I said, modeling, and then one thing led to another, and then um, <clears throat> I got a casting agent by by a weird meeting, like I was out dancing, and <laughs> at a club a lot, you know, back in the day, and someone came up and said, hey, you ever think about being in the movie business, and I'm like, well, yeah, and then that, that led to my casting agent, well, then um, I therefore signed up with a um, casting, you know, uh, Oh gosh, like a, a non-union, you know, casting people. Right. And then, and then I got my SAG eligibility card, and then I joined Screen Actors Guild, and then, you know, so like, I know there's like, there's like a lot of work out there, but not necessarily for screen actors um, doing like, like I would, I, you know, I, I started out as background. I, it was a great. I mean, they they. They pay you, like, a, a flat fee for, like, eight hours. You get to eat. You get to hang out. Um, that's how I started, and I do not mind saying that because back, you know, if it wasn't for the background, you know, artists, um, it's hard to make a movie. Right. <laughs> you know? I did The Fan um, with Robert De Niro um, over here at the Anaheim Stadium. God, that was a long time ago. I totally forgot I even did that one. <laughs> um, and they hired, they hired like, 2,000 um extras i was in it i wasn't i had a little part so i wasn't an extra but um yeah they hired like 2,000 extras for it but then they also had cardboard cutouts you know to fill the stadium it's crazy what they have to do but um yeah i'd say go for it you know just start out with a non-union which you gotta probably start out with unless you have an in some way else but um and then get your screen actors skill card and uh yeah it's great being in in the yeah so um that's what i would say i mean go for it don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do it (laughs) put it that way okay there we go that's some great advice yeah because honestly i was told that i wouldn't get on star trek because i was too short really (laughs) yeah and so i said oh okay (laughs) and uh (laughs) okay watch this hold my beer yeah, hold my beer, and I went to the audition and nailed it. And um, but, you know what? You know that's another thing. What they have you do, or what they had me do when I went there, um, they uh, simulate like the ship's getting hit, okay? Mm-hmm. And then they tell you to shake, shake, shake a certain way or whatever, or move a certain way. Well, I, I'm a very observant person, and I like okay. When I had to do the alien for my first alien, the Antican, to me it looks like a, a wolf dog. I watch a lot of Animal Planet, so very observant on how animals move and blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, that helped me with that alien, but I also am very observant when I watch, obviously, movies um, and watch, you know, how people have to, you know, act and shake and make things happen, and, and it's, you know, the cameraman also, because he's, like, shakes with you, and it's like, it was just crazy, but those outfits, I'm telling you, were a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Because wow. you could you could not you could not gain weight in those. I'll tell you that they always had like a, a, a outfit check. Oh, yeah, so okay, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But for the for the women, they had special, you know, bras for us to wear that didn't, they didn't like lines. You had, you couldn't have any lines in your outfit at all. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Jeez. Well. You know, we're starting to get down towards the, the end of the wire here. So what I would like to do with this last little bit is, um, if I could, if you would want to, 
uh, let the listeners know where they can go to follow you and your your crazy antics and see the things you've done, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, I have, uh, let's see, on Facebook, um, it's P-R-A-C-E-E-L-E-E-C-O-C-C-O, all in one, there's no space, dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on Twitter, it's at, and then real R E A L Tracy Coco, and then on Instagram it's T R A C E E underscore C O C C O. Um, what else? What else? What else? I think that's it. Yeah, and I also have the Tracy Lee Coco fan club too on Facebook. Check out the Seventh Rule podcast and Mission Log podcast. I'm on there a lot. Okay. All right. And then of course. Uh... Like I said at the very beginning, you can always check on IMDb. All your stuff's on there. Oh, yes. IMDb, yes. Yes. So that's great. Yes, like, like my stuff. Yeah, like it all. <laughs> like it all, darn it. Share it and like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And um, so one little shameless plug I'm going to start doing on my shows here, uh, and it just it actually worked out really well. Um, in this particular instance, is one of the things that you have listed that's under pre-production is a little thing called The Last Battleship. And um, that's going on Facebook. You can check on there. That's something that a mutual friend of ours is doing, right? Yes, Joe Cahill? Yes, yeah. Joe Cahill. Yep, uh, Steamhouse yeah. Productions, as I recall, is his company there. And so I just want to get that word of that out there, that that's an up-and-coming up thing. Um, do you have yes, any other he, projects? He, well, Joe, he's also he's also the uh, one of the uh, producers for the Night Mistress too. So put that out there. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't forget to do that. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, hey, thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. And um, gosh, hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and hope all you other you know fans out there have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe. And um, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Well, thank you very much. You've been an absolutely splendid guest. I've had a great time talking with you. I'm sorry that it was mostly uh, Star Trek, so we'll have to get you back to talk about some of your other stuff, too. <laughs> okay. I okay, knew I knew great. what I was doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing, you little sly devil. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely do absolutely appreciate you being here. You've been a pleasure to speak with. You just, you've got that great personality. You're so bubbly and fun, and... You've done some great stuff. Well, put so that, thank you, better, you. you better make make sure you put that out there too, okay? Because yeah, yeah, oh, I oh. am bubbly and fun. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all going out there. <laughs> so thank you, and thank you to all my listeners for coming and stopping by, checking this out. I hope you check out some of the other great content, and you know, like uh, Tracy had said before, go to all her social medias, give it a like, a thumbs up, and all that good stuff. Subscribe, whatever button you have to click, you better click it. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hey, everyone. This is Ray. Thank you for listening. It's because of listeners like you that I'm able to keep this show going. For more of my shenanigans, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment, where I'm co-host to Breaking the Fourth Wall, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, Lemmy Stormkiller on Four Corners of Hell, and finally, The Chronicler on Chronicles of the Lost Realm. You can also find me at Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, playing an awesome game called Shattered Dawn. For contact information or to be on the show, check out theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast today.